This is a podcast with my good friends, Keith Hodge, Kate Norris, and Avery Meeker. Avery joins us after a few minutes. Keith has just quit his job as an engineer to spend a year traveling the world and investing in real estate. Kate and Avery are a couple who have been adventuring through national parks in a custom-built van as part of their own trip around the world. Kate works for the HR of a popular European dating app, and Avery is a leading ornithologist, also known as a bird scientist, and he's an entrepreneur, launching the world's first bird-friendly portable coffee. It's called Big Year Coffee. This podcast is a casual conversation between friends. Many of the topics we discuss are serious, and in this context, we take them lightly. Exploring ideas, having fun, and making jokes. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And we're on. We're live. Oh my goodness. All right. This is history in the making. So, exactly the same as what we were doing before, but now uh, hold this closer to your face. Okay. You guys want to introduce yourself? Who are you? I'm Keith. And this is Kate. (laughs) I'm Keith. (laughs) Wait, I'm Keith? Uh, Actually, I'm I'm Keith. I am from Baltimore. I am an engineer. I quit my job, came out to Boulder. I'm living in an outside, and I met these people here. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? So an outside is like a co-living place, but it sounds like you got kicked out. You an know, <laughs> I'm living in an outside. Yeah, from... I'm an outcast from society. This is this is where they send us. Mm-hmm. It's like Australia. To an outside. Yeah. It's like Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've we've. Uh... I'd rather be in Australia. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe now. Yeah. Yeah, Australia is like having the whole like civil rights problems. I have a friend down there. He said like they wish they had a bill of rights now because of how much. Do they, they not have a bill of rights in Australia? Well, I don't know the details of it, but I don't think that they have the same kind of like they rights to freedom that. At least that's what it's been expressed to me. They also don't have any guns. Because that would have helped with COVID. <laughs> Shoot it. Maybe they would feel like they had more. Yeah. There is a. There's still. That seems to be a thing I hear from Americans a lot. They used to have guns. That if if we had more guns, we could shoot the COVID out of the air. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. no. But if you need guns, the reason that the citizens need guns is so that if the government ever does anything that you don't agree with, well, you can use your guns to rise up. And I understand that people say that's preposterous, but I do actually kind of believe that. Like there is a risk to your life as a politician. If you are being completely oh for, yeah that I'm makes not, sense. Yeah, it's not like but overthrowing think, the government. I but mean, like from a government standpoint, though, like what does the military spend in the U.S.? I understand you, you're million. not going to be able to take the military down. <laughs> exactly. So you're like, okay, we're going to march on Washington with our guns. I don't. I don't no, think it's going to. But go I don't well. think that's what the real the real debate is. I think the real debate is I have to have some way of forcing you know, uh, anxiety into the minds of the people who are supposed to be leading us and right. make sure that they're not going to get so a tyranny. You're, you're basically holding the threat of assassination over your politicians because you all have guns? I mean, I don't, it's yeah. not threat of assassination okay, until cool. you threaten right. somebody. Uh, no, I'm just, just kidding. Just for but, the audience but also, that's now <laughs> listening, I'm Canadian who grew up with no guns. So <laughs> She doesn't know what COB so means. So. This is interesting. Every Canadian, or, or German for that matter, has the same opinion on gun rights. And I think that there's multiple arguments to the gun right, many of which I think are kind of um, not the main one. I think the idea is that as, I mean, this might sound a little bit libertarian, but if you have the right to have a gun, then you have the responsibility as an individual to be able to be responsible about your own self-protection. And so arguably at aggregate, you could, and I wouldn't even say arguably, I think that factually at aggregate, it would make sense that more people are in danger if there's more guns in society. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole practical side of this argument, which we can get to, which is like there's so many guns in America. But let's put this aside for a second. Let's just say that, for instance, we could take all the guns out of America. The, th- the thing is that there's always going to be danger, right? And so as a responsible American who goes through whatever like um, criteria we decide, and maybe the criteria is not good enough, and arguably it's not, but let's say that it was, it was good enough to say you are in some way responsible enough to have a gun, then you should be able to protect yourself and your family from whatever threats pose and not have to be reliant on the government. And I think that it's more of that mentality than it is like a real resistance against the government coming back. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I've heard that argument yeah. as well. And I think my my counter to some of this is that 
I don't know that people who are super interested in owning guns have fully thought out the full scenario of what gun ownership looks like in terms of actually using it in action. Because I think, and I could be entirely wrong, but I've, I feel like I've read or heard things on podcasts and stuff about <clears throat> a shooting in Texas at a Walmart mm. where, like, the someone, an active shooter came in and was shooting people at the Walmart. And in hindsight, all of the police agencies and the, like, investigations proved that there was, or, or said that there was, like, a number of people on site who had guns on their person at the time because mm-hmm. Texas is an open carry state and, like, a ton of people had guns in this Walmart. Um, but no one took down the active shooter because, one, like, most people don't go through that type of training. Mm-hmm. To actually experience that is, like, incredibly traumatic as a human. And so, like, the expectation that you would know how to behave or react without ever having done it is like absolutely insane because why would you like that's something that you never experience in day-to-day life and then two the other argument was that so in an active shooter situation if the police are called and emergency services are called to a location like hey at this place there's an active shooter and the police show up and you are the person who has a gun and you're holding it even if your your goal is to shoot the shooter the police don't know that. They've just arrived, right? So they're getting there, they're absorbing all of the information, and they're gonna get there and they're gonna look at anyone who's holding a gun and looking like they're gonna shoot. So your chances of being harmed in a situation like that where you have a gun are actually higher because if you're just like on the ground trying to make yourself invisible, trying to not be involved, you're actually probably more likely to not get hurt than if you're like standing up with a gun trying to shoot someone else who is harming people. So this whole idea of like, if I have a gun, I can be the hero. If I have the gun, I can protect my family and my people is actually kind of grossly misleading. But well, I don't know. What, it's kind of. The, 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 I feel like it's like this hero mentality of like, if I have a gun, I can save everyone and I'll shoot them directly between the eyes and everyone will be fine. I don't think that's a legitimate like thought. Like that might be something that's thrown out there in, in back rooms that that where they're trying to come up with reasons from a political standpoint in order to counter an argument or something like that. Like they just write that down on the board and say, well, you know, this will be a good idea that we can throw out there, and people will start saying that that's agreeable or something. Which idea, though? The idea that like there's a hero mentality. I don't think that if you really polled people that they they would say that as like a legitimate reasoning for having guns. Like, well, if I have a gun, then I can shoot no. the active shooter. Like nobody no, no, actually believes that. I think like, they do. I think. There is that that like there might be some, but I don't think that's. If someone breaks into my house, then I can shoot them. That's different than than an active shooter in like in a Walmart. Yeah. A personal person. See, the difference is though, like if I'm walking down the hall in a Walmart and shooting's going on, and you're in Texas, so everyone has a fucking gun. Then I turn the corner and go, there's a guy with a gun. Just like the police don't know who the guy is. You don't know who the guy is. So I myself would never be able to shoot somebody because I'd be like, what if that's the good guy and the other one's down the other hall? Mm-hmm. So I'd never be able to pull the triggers. It would never be me. The overly aggressive person takes a guy in the head and... Sounds <laughs> like it'd be me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so like, I'll take like, them all out. I feel like the thing is just that <laughs> like, you don't know how guns. you would react though. Right, no, but but we're also dif- differentiating between the active shooter response that you're referring to because people also said like after the uh, Aurora shooting, like yeah, we've, if we had some people with guns in there, it's like you were in a dark movie theater, theater yeah, in sure. the middle of a loud movie, and what were you going to just start just start 360 just spraying people yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know that's that's outrageous, idea, yeah. but that's a completely different mindset than the person who's at their house has a wife and two kids and somebody just came through the window. I'm shooting the guy in the face. But it's also because like, you because yeah. like I mean, worst case scenario, it's like somebody they're not innocent. They're in your house. They're in your boundary. You're not allowed to be here, and I can shoot you for that. You know, with the light rolls, whatever. It's like but a I mean, true like, American. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like there are. I don't know what states that law is legitimate or not, but like at least from a like Most a humanistic them. perspective, Probably. at least I can define the morality in that. And and like even if it was like a kid, it'd be like well. I think kid my was coming through my window. What it's like, what if it was your kid that like snuck back in the house and came in the wrong window? Well, that's an unfortunate <laughs> yeah. response. You know, <laughs> like Avery that just showed up in the conversation. As well. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is what I think. I think that there's a lot of arguments of how to use guns, when to use guns, should you use guns. 
But the question is, is it the government's mandate and right to be able to decide those things? Because I think you could argue that in most cases, in most circumstances, you should ha not having a gun is safer for both you and other people. And I think that there, there could be all these um, nuances to be able to discover if that's true, when it's true, when it's not true. But does it matter because if like the idea of having the government say blanketly that they can decide for you that you can't have a gun is almost a different argument than whether or not it makes sense for everyone to have a gun. Yeah, because makes sense. you can imagine somebody who is well trained. I mean, maybe they're I mean, that's maybe they're a Navy SEAL or a Marine mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing. And in that circumstance where they would be very well trained to be able to handle it. And so. As a society, I think there's a good argument to say that for at least the most well-trained, there should be an avenue for those people to have, um, to mm -hmm. be empowered to be protectors of their community. Yeah. And I feel like in a lot of contexts, I'm very anti-government. And I feel like the control of things and people is is less conducive to a growing society and having people do better things and more of it so I, I do agree with you but I just I think I have a hard time with the idea that humans think that they need to own a gun in, like I can't empathize with it and so I think it makes it hard for me but in a lot of ways I feel like a lot of government control actually is harmful to but most it's not things a, it's not unheard of for the government to restrict people to killing other people yeah, no, I mean, like, <laughs> but killing other people, and to Zan's point, killing other people and owning guns is like very different, right? So it's like, are you owning a gun mm -hmm. to have the gun and you have it in your house, or are you owning a gun to actively harm people? Like those are very different. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is, is that the, I don't know, I, like is it bad to say, but like the education level and the understanding level of the average individual oh, is maybe not really what we want it to be in terms of owning a piece of equipment well, like, that you can really want to trust like destroy people's lives many people in, in, in seconds but well I yeah I mean, like but many, the education level yeah. doesn't seem to be related to the amount of like i mean the problem with this argument is that, that the, the, the problem with the argument is is like uh it's hyper complex but we don't have hyper complex conversations in society mm. so it's it's you know, people will yeah. pick apart specific aspects of the actual, if you're on one side or the other, but there's no summation of the actual argument. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different perspectives you can take and so many different aspects of, of guns in general. For example, or... just a specific yeah. example being that of, like, the amount of mass shootings that they say they have. Like, the government statistic is like, well, mass shootings defined as anything like two or more yeah, or like three, three or more. Yeah. It's like, well, that's very different than Virginia Tech or Aurora. So... Are we talking about go. Aurora yeah. and Virginia Tech, or are we talking about just gun usage in general? Are we talking about suburban gun usage or, or urban gun usage? It's completely different. And you know how much of that urban gun usage is, is, is related to drug war and not you know legalization of, gun, yeah. of, of, of drugs and things of that nature. You know, there's so much complexity to it, and we try and just boil it down into like, guns. should we have guns or not? <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not really the conversation we should be having. You should break it down and have individual conversations. Yeah, like, and, does a suburban house benefit from a gun or not? Like, we don't know that information. I mean, it's not like we outlaw guns or, and then, yeah. you know, urban nights don't get guns. You know, if it's gang related and stuff like that, they're still getting guns the same way they get the drugs, mm -hmm. right? So, how do you get rid of guns? You know, it's, it's completely different. So, are we talking about. You know, the the guy who goes out after his girl is cheating on him, he kills both of them. That's two people. That's a, that's a mass murder. Or are you talking about the Virginia Tech guy, which is a, a mental health issue? So that's a completely different issue. Or are you talking about the drug war in the cities and everyone having a gun in the city? Those are three different, completely different conversations to have. And how to actually mitigate it. How, yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you mitigate each one of those problems? And we only talk about one situation, which is like, do you like guns or not? Yeah. yeah. Can you own them or not? Have you guys heard of the uh, Sapir-Whorf hypothesis? So um, it talks about, it's, it's the idea that language shapes our understanding of the world. Sure, absolutely. Right, and so to your point, like, if we say, like, should you have guns or should you not have guns, it's really lacking of the nuance of these different circumstances, right? And potentially to your point is, like, also the training that's involved. And so it's almost as if we need sets circumstances to be able to pair compared against each other 
um, and to be able to identify the strengths and weaknesses of the knee. Because, you know, the other thing, too, is that um, I think that a lot of people act as if we took away guns, we take away mass killings. But, like, what think about what happened in Nice, right? Or mm-hmm. what happens like in all these places. Yeah, yeah, cars. They take cars off there. Yeah. yeah, trucks. And and so, to a certain degree, it's it's arguable that, um, ma- like, weapons of mass, like guns... Um, exacerbate the problem Mm -hmm. and I think that I don't know the facts it's possible that's true it seems likely that that would be a case but there's always going to be a certain amount of like unjust killings Mm -hmm. and that's probably more of um, the way that we address society because I do think that these like people that like drive a truck through a crowd or shoot Mm -hmm. a bunch of people like premeditative murder they seem to be fairly similar like it's never like the serial killer model like it's like this one kind of role in society yeah and so what is that about? Has that always been there? Is there a way to mitigate that? And that might be a different conversation altogether. Yeah. I think that's a really valid point because I remember um, kind of in our side conversations outside of this recording, um, the first time I went to Egypt, um, there was like a, a bombing about six months before we went and there was a lot of conversation with like family and friends about like, should you go? Is it safe? You're going as a woman and like two women are you okay to like whatever uh and the first week we were there there was actually the mosque bombing in new zealand which is like historically and usually like one of the safest countries in the world from this type of activity so yeah i agree with you like that whole idea of if you don't have guns there's still all of this potential for like people who want to cause violence will cause it. I mean, it definitely happens regardless. more in the U.S. Still, regardless. It's, it's true, but, but the, the, it is, the, and it is like highly more, like. But to Keith's point, there's also like all of these different things of, or different levels of the violence that happens, and I think, in the U.S., the thing that's most heartbreaking, a lot of it actually, is like the unintentional, uh killings. Like when you read about like a kid who just like found his dad's gun mm-hmm. and then like shot. A sibling or like shot himself and i think that's like kind of crazy but, because there's not a whole lot of rules around that or well there are but then, then like what's the how do you there's no like regular like, people are yeah. gonna come in and be like let's see the, the lockbox well, to keep so it in for like an example for an example of that in canada is like you're not allowed to own certain guns like you can own hunting guns and i'm totally gonna butcher it because like i literally have no idea and i've never tried to own a gun or done any of this stuff but you have to there's like more process and more regulations around what you can and can't own. But for the most part, if you're like a law abiding and normal person in Canada, you can get a gun. You just have to wait and you have to get a certain type of gun. You can't go buy like an automatic, you can't buy anything that would shoot. Yeah. It's a restriction of potential. Yeah. Like you can get something to hunt. Um, There's no like handguns. You can't buy a handgun. If you own a handgun, there's like, extreme restrictions on like how you can own it and it usually has to be like heritage or like where you use it yeah like you can't you have to like it's known that you have it and if you're going to take it somewhere you have to like tell someone you're taking it there to shoot it and do whatever you're doing with Mm it i don't know that that's really like mitigating a lot of the issue like it it definitely does to a certain extent because it makes it much less, less accessible to a lot of people but i think that's kind of an interesting thing. Also, people know when you have the gun. Yeah, so. because I think that that that's also part of the argument is like, what types of guns do people need to own? In terms of like how, like, the the semi-automatic thing is really interesting to me because it's like how like in what context does a general citizen need to own something like that? Can you counter that with the tyranny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the question is, you got a whole herd. Who, whose role is it to decide that? <laughs> I, I, I it comes out. I mean, it's like a bit of a libertarian argument, but yeah, is it the government's are because you know if we're really trying to be about safety, which I think is a pretty solid argument, we'd have to pull up the numbers and we have to say, to what degree does do these guns create an unsafe thing for the society? And you could use that as an analogy of like seatbelt laws, mm-hmm. like you could say or we smoking should, laws, or smoking laws. It's like maybe there's such a obvious negative ben- or negative effect or externality of having this law that as a society we vote and deem that that 
is important enough for us to address it. And that people can't make the best decision for themselves. Right. Wait, it's not clear back. to me that's true, though. But I think that the harm with that is that, like, smoking laws. and mm-hmm. So if I choose to smoke, I harm myself. No, you don't. Yeah. Well, if you're smoking in a house, you could harm your children. Or okay, you smoke around other people. Slightly different than shooting people with a semi-automatic rifle. That's timing. That's the difference. I don't know. I mean, I'm being dramatic. I think that yeah. there is a distinction between it. I but... think most people kill themselves with their guns, though. So yeah. it would be the same but situation. I, yeah, for sure. I just, I think that, I don't know. It's, it's like a, I fail to see any reasonable argument for an individual citizen to own a gun that can kill a number of people in a matter of a minute. Like, the arguments for of like self-protection someone broke into my house someone did these things it's just like i don't really see why that's needed and i don't like i'm open to hearing it but i just i i can't fathom an experience where that would happen to an extent where it's like i need to have multiple semi-automatic rifles in my home at all times so, so here's one. Here's the, one. the only counter is, is, is tyranny. There's no real other reason yeah, for having the government takes like over. Okay, but tyranny doesn't even make sense because how much money you just what was it? How many billion dollars a year does the U.S. Well, the, government? But tyranny spend? again. I've so said, tyranny is stupid because tyranny, if tyranny was the real reason, they would just drop a nuclear bomb on everyone and then you're all dead. So well, it's like not, you're going up against gonna, this. You've got your couple hundred dollars of automatic semi-automatic rifles and you're going against the u.s government you're gonna fucking lose if they want you to not be in existence but you're seeing it as that's a a really like that argument is just doesn't even make sense i want to first point out that i don't actually believe in what i'm saying i'm just counting giving you a a counter argument but uh you're you're also looking at it you know in this binary suggestion that like the american government is going to declare war on the citizens who have guns Mm -hmm. or something like that and they're going to stand on one side of the uh, state and the other side and they're going to shoot each other and then you know the government would then mm-hmm. drop bombs on us and then die it's not like how it would actually progress it would progress like fucking january 6th yeah. like something like that but do you think people... if that actually got escalated to the next level that no i mean obviously wouldn't have gotten no real? i mean that happened because we weren't prepared feel for it but... like it would be super interesting to see what preparations have happened since then that would change the operations because i do feel like Probably the security has been incredibly heightened. Um, the sure. actual reactions to like that sort of behavior. I mean, on one hand, I feel like the government's kind of like excused it a lot because they're just like, oh, they're just passionate white people with right. guns, that's and it's like that's say. kind of super frustrating. So. But on on the flip side of that, I do feel like the next time that happens, it's not going to be as so I, what I, was it? A couple people died? Three people died? Two people most died? Most people died from suicide after. Yeah. Like two yeah. people died? Well, one woman got shot by the police. That's true. And got killed. And yeah. I think there's a number of others. And then there's a cop that died. I mean... But they were also very close to very high-powered like, po- politicians. Like, in the grand... Yeah, 100%. In the grand... Which is outrageous. Exactly what happened. It's kind of insane that more people yeah. did not die. Like, Absolutely. I feel like... But so I, I think that there's probably... If you work in that team and that in that space, there's probably been a lot of changes Absolutely. to like the reaction to what would so. happen. Yeah, and I feel that. like the next time it's not going to be as nice. But, if, but the yeah. next time, I mean, the citizens won't necessarily do the same thing the next time or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the chance that you, like a politician can be taking on. I mean, I think it, to the point of what I was saying is that I don't really believe in it now because I don't, it doesn't seem realistic at this point. But if you went to Act Forty years. You know, 50 years, I don't think the government was nearly as, like, in control. I don't think that the, you know, people, uh, the income inequality was such such a, such a degree that you had these massive power dynamics. I mean, independent of any, like, you know, um, conspiracy theories, I mean, we lost presidents from getting shot. We lost, mm-hmm. you know, uh, civil rights leaders from getting shot. People used to get assassinated all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that, like, we got so rich and that, like, the difference between rich and poor is so different now that it's all, it's very hard to do. I mean, if Barack Obama didn't get killed, then I feel like nobody's getting killed from an assassination standpoint. Wait, don't, there was that feeling. Don't think that. Uh, no, I mean, no, well, power. I mean, yeah. wait, I want to. I want to circle back to this. This what situation would you use a gun? Because I do have. So I have a night like a thought experiment that I think I think might be interesting. So, so my my uncle lives in Texas, right? And he's a criminal defense lawyer, and he does like really high profile cases. Like sometimes these people are in death row. 
sometimes these people are like if they get convicted like they literally are either going to spend life in prison or die right and so obviously these people could possibly be in dangerous circles right just like any other criminal defense lawyer and so he has an obvious a need for a right to be engaging with these people that he would want protection in his house right and so then the first question is um well what kind of protection you could say well you know maybe a maybe a, a shotgun or you know maybe a say a pistol but then you say, okay, well, what, what do you say? Like, what if there's a whole bunch of people that show up at the house? Like, what, why should um, somebody who's an upstanding citizen not be able to have a gun that could, you know, scare away anyone, like a semi-automatic or a, a bigger gun? And then you say, well, what, like, where does the line, where is the line? Because, of course, you would never want them to have, like, a grenade launcher. Yeah. Or at least in, I was going to say a flamethrower. Or, or, like, a nuclear bomb. Like, let's go <laughs> yeah. as extreme as possible, Which right? Which you can buy, I think. Like no no single U.S. citizen can have like a nuclear bomb, right? Like it's as extreme as you yeah. can. Or like, yeah, we've drawn the line at nuclear. Mm-hmm. And so but the like, question is, where do you draw, draw the line? line? Right. Yeah. And I why? Think nuclear's right. <laughs> we should. We and should my question Everyone is, be to <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets a nuclear bomb. If if we're trying to figure <laughs> out where to draw the line, I think that the one way to go about it would to say, well, what do the threats that are outside of government rules have within reason? So what do these criminals have that they have access to for X, Y, or Z? Many of those reasons that were not maybe connected to the guns that are released, right? But if you think that you might be attacked by a group of people that have serious weaponry and you're an upstanding citizen, then it seems somewhat disingenuous to not be able to provide that citizen with the same sort of protection that they might be faced against. And so, but then it's, and then I do agree that yeah, there's a bit of hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, of it's a bit hypocrite because you could say, well, it's just a cycle then, right? Because yeah, then, then those guns are in the market guns. and then more yeah. people can get those. And I admit that that's definitely a hole in it, but I think there's a lot of layers. It's like given it. the certain circumstances, it feels like that should be allowed, but so we created those circumstances in the first place. Right. Like I said, there's so many different aspects of this that you can talk about. And two other things which really haven't talked about at all is number one, which I bring up all the time when there's anything about the United States uh, being outrageous is that we are the most capitalistic society in all of the world, at least mm-hmm. from a, from a large you know population standpoint. Uh, and when that happens, you just get these very strange forces, such as um, having some of the best doctors in in the you know in the world, and then not having healthcare for all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having mm-hmm. outrageous amount of shooting deaths, you know, compared to other like high level nations and things like that, like. When you have like a particular metric and you put it all the way 100 to 100, you're going to have weird situations that occur where you wouldn't naturally think that that's going to be something that would happen in that, that well-off society. And I do think, obviously, I mean, the, the, the you know, political backing for guns and the money that gets made by gun, for guns is definitely a significant aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you counter, like, massive gun... Uh... Well, there's also a, a reason... Like there's a lobby to sell guns. That's what I'm saying. Like there are powerful people who want to make money, money who who make money by selling more people guns. Mm -hmm. So like you have to consider the idea that like this is a capitalistic society, and you got to take it from that perspective as well. And the other conversation that it hasn't been had, and we mentioned it very briefly, is that we have these conversations most when. So I said there's three different major types of gun issues, right? Like in in the news, let's say, like. Suburbia, somebody kills somebody because they get mad, or like, or a kid like accidentally shoots himself. Uh-huh. There's also inner city shootings every second, and then there's also, you know, Aurora and whatever. Yeah, like mass. Mass shootings, 20, 30, 40 people die. Which one gets the most media play? Mass shootings. Definitely. Mass shootings definitely get the most media play, but they're not nearly like they're probably a, a percentage of the total deaths of like the entire United States like yeah, gun no, laws. No, definitely. So that's also a, which. Why is that? That's a huge racial issue, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just mean, how people police themselves. I mean, I think trying to own a gun also means that you don't feel like you have much safety in your society. Like, if you feel like the safety is on your, you, then that means that you don't think yeah, that your streets who, are safe. But or you don't my, think to your my prior point, who's providing you with that mentality? The guy who wants to sell you a gun for $1,000. He's the mm-hmm. one advertising that says, 
be a be a, a card carrying American. So Keith, is buy your, a thousand dollar gun. Is your argument that in order to fix the gun problem, we have to get rid of guns and become communists? <laughs> that is a uh, in summary Sorry. of what I've said throughout this entire hour. That's I think I that uh, we need to bring Stalin back. All right. Well, that is one perspective. <laughs> okay. So here's a question. Uh, do you guys know the? Uh, I think it's called like the railway. Um, pro- it's that's not what it is. It's something at a degree, but the idea is that there's a train coming. And it's going to kill oh, somebody. This, yeah. And you have a lever, or no? It's going to go. It's, it's going to kill like five thought, people. Thought but if you, there's a lever that you can twist, and if you twist it, you know, within near certainty that it's going to kill one person. But those five are going to be saved. Do you do you switch it? So, is that a real question? I think it really becomes a mean? thought experiment. It's when a it's real like, question because it's what? your mom or it's yeah, yeah, yeah. your you, you have, well no so, let's start let's just start with it. it's they're all strangers like start with it strangers so because you you have to actively yeah. do something so yes, to take somebody's life you're going to kill the one over the five of course you're and gonna then you the start one. but then you start adding what you're what Avery's saying here is yeah. more details to the person so if it's five old people and one child but also that type of thing is, but would you do the one i don't know if i think I would. the five versus the one why would you not want to kill one over five because you have to actively choose to kill that one whereas if you do nothing but it's five. in dark and i don't know anything about them so i'm just going to do it I was going to say, like, yeah, the do-nothing argument, right? Like, do you know which one it's going towards when it's first going? Right now, the train is headed towards five people. Right now, it's yeah. heading towards you five. You do nothing, five people die. You mm-hmm. take action, one, one person, person dies. dies. But then, so are I you would... choosing to kill that person? But then also, right. yeah. are you then, like... but, but then are you finding out information about it? People know that you did that, so and so forth. Then there are also conflicts. Like, the, like, will you get in trouble? Like, Yeah, will people know that Socially. you've pulled that switch? Or you know would, would it matter? Yeah. yeah, do you? Kind of, a little bit. Kind of does, yeah. Okay, so let's say... I don't think would. it does. I would feel absolutely fine with my decision. Well, that's my original point. So Defending yourself. What is your decision? Like, without, without additional information and context on the individuals that are yeah. in this situation, I would 100% pull the, the thing, the lever, to mm. kill... One over five, mostly because I think of the. Kate wants to kill one person. <laughs> <laughs> There's one person out there. Yeah. Kate wants to kill. <laughs> no, just because I think of like the fa- like almost like the impact circle of like what it is if you kill five people, then it's like the yeah, parents of all those five is like, and then the grandparents and the siblings and all of that shit. It's like one person. Yes, that's super unfortunate and that sucks. That's really sad. But if one person has to die versus five people, I would pick one. So you, you guys don't know if you're aware, but this is what's happening currently for autonomous cars. Right. You know, yeah, in order, yeah, they in order to, to teach them decision. to make those decisions. And what they actually... one of the I don't remember if it was Harvard or which uh, college was conducting the experiment, but they were essentially getting people, you, me, anyone, to like go onto this website and do these experiments. Because mm-hmm. AI only knows what humans teach it, so it was mm-hmm. kind of like going. Th- you're trying to go and like go through different societies. I don't know if they're doing country to country or state to state or how they're breaking down the, the demographics of the actual experiment, but they were trying to, to gauge people's, you know, exactly what we're doing right here. Like, what's the what is the cross section of morality right now that we can mimic in, with AI to make those exact decisions? Okay, wait. So, so like, what do you mean with the same cars, exact though. autonomous cars can drive themselves. But it's the same exact experiment. It says, "Hey, right now, you know, I'm slipping on ice. I can either a kill the grandmother in front of me. She looks like she's about ninety, or I can swerve and hit two little children. Mm. And the the car has to figure out which is better. And so, but the old cars doesn't know that. Yeah, AI doesn't know that. We have to tell it. Mm-hmm. So they're doing like a crowdsourcing for for this conversation to try and gauge society's morality so that we can mimic that. So, so it sounds like. Keith, you say you'd pull it. You would kill one five or five. one. I mean, absolutely. Kate, you said that as well. I'm unclear. I, I don't I, think that I don't it, think I don't, a have, right answer, I don't have certainty to it of what I would personally do. I think in the moment I could freeze and just not do anything. No, in this conversation, you have to choose. <laughs> well, freeze and not do anything is doing something. It's doing something. Yeah. Right. The action of no action, because then you don't own any. There's no responsibility right. if you don't do anything. Right. But that's um, not really. I guess. Yeah. But this is you're telling the AI to just like, whatever is happening, let it happen. <laughs> yeah, just turn off. Never turn into something else if you're going to murder something initially. Mm. That's I don't know how it plays out in yeah, vehicles. I do think, though, it's, it's weird, kind of interesting that we expect it's a weird legal. AI to do that. Because well, I don't we're, feel like humans can do that. Well, that's the like, point of it. But AI can do that. 
It can it? Mm -hmm. Well, AI has the ability. If it has the option. Are you sure though? Like decide between two options. Yeah. Well, given even, that it has the I data, mean, given yeah. it has the data, yeah, but that also it it's like, sense. and it could it's like, What if you're a 35 year old and you're just having a rough day and you look 90? Like, <laughs> I feel like we're talking about theoretical. Like you're wearing absolute. a, like, you're wearing a wig. I mean, we've all seen computer glitches and shit like that. Mm -hmm. It's like I feel like trusting. Yeah, but that can go either way. A split second decision of like. This is two children. This is a 90-year-old. It's like right. you can't really teach a computer to do that necessarily. So there's always going to be a degree. Of, and then also you can't, you can't teach a human to do that also because like... Humans do do that. Well, they could try and hope. I mean, they're, they're doing it. It's just not I, at the same speed. I know, I, but I feel like as a... I mean, have you ever been in a car when you're driving and it slips on ice? Yeah, I feel like you don't sure have the, the control to be like... I have to hit something. I'm going to hit this thing. Like you, you don't know what's happening. So I feel like that expectation that AI could solve that for us is like kind of ridiculous. I don't think combined it's not with solving. The, no, but combined with the idea that like it could, I mean, we've all filled out those forms that are like, identify the traffic lights in this photo. And then you click on all of them and it's like wrong. Yeah. And you're like, what? No, we didn't Come have, on. We, like, do you know we why? Have, the have, car is going to figure this out? Do I really want to dress a car with this? We were using like, DOS 20 years ago. This is a tangent, but do you know why they make you guys, like they make people do that? It's you're training AI. Yeah, you're learning images. Yeah. It's yeah, doing exactly what you're saying it can't do. <laughs> They don't like we're training you to, it. They <laughs> ask you to hit old ladies. They ask you to well, hit traffic lights. Identify old ladies in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones would you hit? <laughs> I feel like the idea that like Which robots are younger or than AI 20. is going to fix this for us is not. not yeah. I, mean, I think the fixed, argument just is just that it will have yeah. more power because it has it can have a hundred eyes at once. Yeah, but it's going to fuck and it up. It will. It totally will because it'll be like. Yeah. A kid that's frowning weird or is like wearing a mask oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden the car is going to hit it because the car is going to think the kid with the mask yeah, is so that's like a, that's humans, a type 2 error. Humans do yeah, that all the time. It's a different type of error than what we're talking about. Oh, for about. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think... That, I mean, we just like, bombed what that wedding in, in what, uh, Iraq, right? I, I didn't. Well, <laughs> I you may for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you were that night. But, uh, um, building clean rooms. What is interesting, I mean, we do talk about things as us. Versus them, like we did this to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Should we have another topic? We've yeah. Got yeah. Like the, we went, we talked, like we talked heavy. about gun like, rights. Yeah, we wow. talked. <laughs> like okay, here's a question. You, you feel free to pass. But what is one thing that you believe in that you think is controversial? I want to. I want to race a puffin to the North Pole. <laughs> Over. Dude, hold up. We have a bird actually. Getting on to the North. <laughs> You know, those listening, National is TV a, is a trained bird scientist. No, just stop. Yeah. What is bird. the? What is it? It's a ornithologist. Ornithologist. Or oh. So my question is, how close do puffins get to the North Pole? <laughs> they, there's no birds at the North Pole practically. But are they even north? Are puffins north or south birds? So I have to. This may be a silly question. The puffin north. Take it the north. So yeah, they're like in, species of the north, of cold water of the north. Hmm. Yeah, like cold oceans. So water. penguins are south. Puffins are north. Correct. Are there yeah. any penguin puffin hybrids areas that have both of them? <laughs> I don't think there's puffins below like middle US. What's Wait. the difference in the and there's no penguins up north? Are no, there? no, there's absolutely no penguins there's up north. There's no penguins in the north? No. Not at all. Santa Claus is blind. <laughs> is there a difference in the climate? Penguins are north. How did I not know this? What the fuck? Really? <laughs> That's a good question. Not really. That so we dropped a penguin, couple penguins off. Like, they, they just like proliferate, or they just like die. Like we gotta go find them. I yeah. feel like there's penguins up there. They're colonial animals, so they probably would die pretty quickly. Well, if you gave them like a nice setup, <laughs> if you give them like five hundred of their best buds, some virtual, Wait, yeah. virtual <laughs> goggles, making it look like it's a. I South bet Pole. they would make it for a what while. What does colonial animal do mean? That's like a penguin. Yeah, like, like they require a oh, large group like, oh, okay. of individuals <laughs> to survive. They're from England. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking like they, they were the villages. <laughs> the I, was, I was feeling. I'm like, oh, they're from the 1700s. Like, what's happening? <laughs> no, the patriarchy is brought the so are they colonial penguins. <laughs> <laughs> They've got hats. It's, 
we drop penguins off in the North Pole, then they could really help us out with our uh, competition with Russia, I feel like. Spot. Oh, I thought spy. you were going to say Santa Claus. You could put little like, GoPros on them or something. Yeah, GoPros right on top of penguins. Putin's like, son of a bitch. There's a lot of misdemeanors happening. I mean, do you guys yeah. see that, uh, what was it? There's like a, a dolphin, or beluga. There's a beluga that beluga. had like, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> there was a beluga that, found, that had like a Russian spy equipment strapped to it that they found. No, I didn't and it was that. like obviously trained to be connected to humans. Like it was like these researchers that are like playing fetch with it with like a. You, you guys didn't see this? No. It was like a while ago. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely programs out there of like training Arctic animals to like be oh, spies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy I used to work for did try to do that with crows. Tried to make those crows be spies because they can recognize faces. Yeah. So you could like deploy crows to recognize terrorists in certain areas like if a terrorist was like visiting the u.s and you trained yeah. all the crows in that city to recognize that terrorist like they could tip off the local officials mm-hmm. that that terrorist is how present. how would a crow tip someone off <laughs> like what was the behavior crow that they, tip. They, they like the they program. they mob the person like a bunch of other crows will come in and start calling at them and like Oh, being like, the, I mean, there's a bomb them. Yeah, they'll dive bomb them too. Like That's the exact the individual, they'll dive bomb. I would love That's to get some. I would love to get some. <laughs> yeah, some yeah witch's curse. Wouldn't you like to have that? What, have what? Like anybody you don't like, you can just have these like five birds just dive bomb them in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're like evil. Well, now you your enemy. You like show them their picture. <laughs> and now you can <laughs> call Avery. <laughs> Uh, for five hundred dollars, I'll train crows to hate your enemies. ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's a. I mean, it's a business model. Have you guys seen the the do or the person, the people who they're like for five bucks, I'll comment yikes on like, oh, yeah. your ex's Instagram. Oh my god! What? That is hilarious. Um, Apparently, so there's like a oh, whole yeah. thing with like internet bullying now, and yeah, kind of, yeah, they're getting important. banned from Instagram and Twitter. But uh, it's kind of interesting, yeah. Pay a so, troll. Yeah. Pro bully though. For five hundred dollars, I'll, I'll hire <laughs> a bunch of crows to attack your ex. <laughs> I, I think that'd be a lot more traumatic than a yikes. Post yes. on an Instagram. I don't and think no you understand. All of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, if it's, if you're, you're like, like on your way to dinner, and you're like, like Jesus, oh my God. Like, I'm they just attacked. think you're being dramatic. Yeah, like, they would sure. be like, what are you talking about? You're saying crows right. attack you again? That's exactly <laughs> the conversation I had when I got here. Is if if I great travel idea, the world and don't have an Instagram, did I even do it? No. No, I didn't. And that's why I Well, I mean, that's the one way to avoid it. You can't train all the crows in the world. Can you, maybe? Yeah, can, can, can we? Not all the crows. How long does it take <laughs> to train a crow? Can we get one crow to teach two crows and take then go on like that? Can we create a crow culture that lasts after we've left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll pass it down to their offspring. Really? They'll teach their offspring. Yeah, so we can yeah. completely change the crows. <laughs> I was kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> we need to, uh, they've shown like yeah. the value add of this $500 you know is going way up. Yeah. Like if aliens, if aliens a curse. Sorry. I was saying, if aliens came to the Earth, then they're going to take the presidents, right? So we just got to find like the top crows, modify their behavior, and then the whole crow system will be under our, our hands. And then the world is ours. <laughs> kind of makes me feel like we're not. I mean, really, the amount, the, yeah, the fact yeah. that no one's taken advantage of this yet is quite interesting. Well, they'd try, but it just wasn't feasible at a large scale, I think. So we, we need some operation managers in this they were, Yeah, <laughs> we need some capitalists. To, yeah. <laughs> if you can't identify the leaders, this. then you're not going to be able to do it. So that's what um, I'm really working on now. Okay. Hmm. But isn't that interesting. similar to, uh, what was the, was it you, Zan, that was talking about the concept of, uh, uh, like, who's actually superior? Uh, like, if bacteria is able to utilize us as a parasite to like spread throughout the entire world and to continuously mm-hmm. move along is like the, are we like the really smart ones with bacteria that's been living longer like, right did you have a better example of that even like chickens like there's yeah. so many billions i think it's like two billion chickens or something right. in the world like are chickens extremely successful and yeah, we've just, just helped just them get there and maybe they love living in cages and it's like super well amazing the question for is do you have it's <laughs> i mean I think we have this idea of love, like loving what you do but like i think a lot what of animals success? lives are super miserable i don't think that yeah, totally. pleasure in life is necessarily evolutionary success or like no. even even the words evolutionary success is kind of like the wrong framework it doesn't sound right like sure. think about um parasites 
like parasites like do they experience the same sort of like pleasure that we experience as they're like like do they go through the ups and downs that we would experience as life and do they have successful lives and failures i, I mean, like they would have like feast and famine moments where they're right you know they're having lots of resources available to them and then bad resources like if you kill your host mm. you've just like possibly killed yourself Right, so it's kind of like... So there's a balance. Like, I think the very earliest life is in a lot of ways analogous to a chemical reaction, like fire, where it just happens, right? And then at some point, this, this fire, this evolution, literally evolution, of different things turns into a much more complex uh, relationship with the world and with their surroundings. But w- at what point is it like... Like, is there a meaningful distinction in that spectrum? There's probably a number of them, right? But this, that, that brings back to the idea of consciousness. Is consciousness, well, one, I think consciousness is probably an illusion, but is the illusion of consciousness a meaningful distinction in itself? Mm-hmm. Like, because these ravens have cultures, they'll teach their, their children ravens things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are they closer to us than to parasites, or are they closer to parasites than they are us? I would think they're closer to us, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been in some way that, like, conjoined cultures with ours because right. and it's more and it's beneficial both ways but that's also because like they possibly live good lives mm-hmm. i think it's kind of back to what we were originally saying like they might live a successful life as a raven and have it their own culture and not feel like they're being exploited mm-hmm. like they're in some ways exploiting us right but like i guess best like a chicken like we're exploiting a chicken Right. So it's kind of so know, like they. So when you take it back to this analogy, it's like <laughs> them bomb diving people is a way they get food, and mm-hmm. so they might in some ways culturally evolve to bomb dive these specific people, and therefore it becomes an evolutionary advantage for them. Mm-hmm. But you're yeah. saying that we also we exploit chickens, but then chickens are continuously proliferating. So mm-hmm. it's a so relative term. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. It, and then it kind of brings into like how important is like. What is a successful life? Is being happy a successful life, or is evolution? Well, what gets yeah. even wild is like we're on the verge of a number of different technologies that may potentially threaten us. Two of which, one is AI, which would be some sort of intelligence that may or may not be analogous to our own, and another one which would be distinct would be like nanobots, which mm-hmm. I think we all think of as this cold, unbearing thing, but if in evolution itself doesn't have a direction and so unless it ends unless there's like yeah. nanobots to kill everything and then kill themselves isn't, isn't nanobots just yeah. the application of essentially like it's like a artificial bacteria with with brain essentially and nanobots is like a wide version of ideas but the one that i specifically like related to is like people have talked about like if you could create tiny robots that could self-replicate Right. That you could essentially ruin the entire world. But I'm just saying it, that is a, an artificial bac- like bacteria, essentially. Right. Like, yeah. And it would it be alive? It's, I mean, uh, By our the definition right? of alive is, you know, but what, what's um what's the what's the term when uh, a singularity when the, when uh, AI um, is no longer distinguishable from the human brain? Mm-hmm. What's well, the concept of singularity? What, what's the current uh, projection on that? Well, thought it was like yeah, 2050 it? previously. Well, let's take a look at Neuralink. I think mean, that's like <laughs> it's probably the next best step. It, was that's that? what, we might be in one of the last generations of traditional humanity. And arguably, we're not even in it. I mean, with the internet, like all of us spend most of the day on the computer and like interacting with like we're these just systems. uploading information to the, to the cloud. To data. Yeah. Feeding the data. To turning into one, one beating heart. We're, we're just kind of like uh, cyborgs, but in a way that no one really imagined we'd turn into. Mm-hmm. Cyborgs of like intelligence rather than physicality. Mm-hmm. I think the downfall of a lot of it and of like humans and people in general will be that... <laughs> Can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, what you're asking? Keith was going to hand me my phone, knocked over some glasses. <laughs> I'm supposed to be like a subtle move. Um, yeah, but I feel like the biggest thing is just that we're not ever actually going to understand what the impact of these things are before we do them. 
I think one thing, weird thing we talked about the other day that's interesting is, like, has every generation felt like they were on the cusp of some extremely monumental change? I think, well, I think that every generation <laughs> of humanity thinks that, like, this is the most ridiculous like, wow, time in amazing. humanity. Because we're like, so self-involved. We have shoes and, now. And we, <laughs> like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Walk over the world? Like, well, like, anytime uh, a significant change in, like, technology comes along, there's always, like, a counter-argument to it. So there's, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's, um... I think when they said when bicycles came out, they said that like we were gonna create like a like a society like hunchbacks. Oh, so I'll be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and similar to like books, they're like people are gonna be wasting their time in books all day and not tending to the fields, you know that type of thing. Right, yeah. Not when books, but when uh, you know when uh, the printing press came out. Mm-hmm. Like, well, books are going to be, you know, too mm-hmm. too prevalent. And we'll lose all of our workers, and they're going to be wasting all their time. So it's like the yeah, same as like right. video games and books, and like anytime there's a new thing, people just think like, there's no way we could possibly, uh, you know, uh, adapt to this. And I just feel like we're, we do. we're pretty good at adapting. I know, we're too good almost. Yeah. Are we? Or are we? It's my general thought on global warming. Ourselves. That's yeah. my general thought yeah, on global warming, though. Is that we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Well, okay, this is, <laughs> this is Keith Hodges and I. Would... <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I feel we'll like that's right. kind of the problem, though, is I feel like most people think it's like, we'll just figure it out. We'll figure it out. Well, but will we? we? I mean, but that's what everyone's done forever, I think. Yeah, um, but not that that's like the most proactive to way scale, to deal with this things. Level? Scale on a level can be combined mm-hmm. by a larger scale and a larger level of greater intelligence. Unforeseen scale. Yeah. The, the thing about climate change is that it's going to happen so quickly. I, I don't. Th- I think there's the, yeah. I mean, the technology and the evolution is like it is happening. I've I had mean, a ma- fantastic time in Boulder. It's been warm. It hasn't snowed once. That's been great. It's like mid November. It's mid November. Once. It's beautiful. It snowed yesterday. It's yeah, beautiful. Barely. It was like one okay. inch gone by like eleven. Can't o'clock. figure what the problem yeah. is here, guys. No, it's wonderful. Well, the problem is, you know what the real problem is, is that for Boulder, it's great. It's going to be create mass migration. And mass yeah. migration yeah. historically has yeah. caused horrible wars, yeah, and and economic decline. And then of course there's like because there's climate change in, in the sense of like um, greenhouse gases in the environment, right? But then there's also uh, natural degradation, which is like we're cutting down the less forces nature. or we're yeah. killing off all the animals, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think like those are feedback loops that could. And they're related. Potentially get extremely worse yeah. if we let them go. But I think we need to go to Mars for sure. I don't think that's the solution to this. But <laughs> Space colonies, I think, is the solution. I think space colonies is a necessary thing that we need to do. I don't understand the Mars thing, though. Because, like, do we really want to go live on Mars? Like, do we need a planet? Why is the planet such a fixation for humans? Uh, why is Mars specifically? Fix- like, we could create the our own. Couldn't we just create our just... own gravity? Where? In space? space, where are we gonna create? What do you mean, create our own gravity? Mars like, if we want a planet, like, why do we have to go to an exist? Like, they mean make a planet, or like, I mean, just like create gravity. If we want gravity so much, if that's the whole point of going to Mars, like, I don't think that the whole point of going to Mars is without gravity. Are you sure? It's the just it's the sun. And so I think that's relation. one of like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just want to stand on the ground again. <laughs> It's not like we're like floating through space and we're like, okay, if we only had gravity. <laughs> like, I feel comfortable with the gravity. That's what I know. I grew up with it. I think it kind of is, though, because, like, why not just move Earth? I mean, move Earth where? Towards it's... Mars, if we care it... so much about being farther from the sun. I don't think we want to be farther from the sun. I don't sun. think we can move planets. Well, we will eventually when the sun explodes. Okay, but that's so much. <laughs> as the well, time scales of where we are. I think in general we're just explorers, and it's good to you know. I think it's healthy for society to explore. I think it is a bad. It's marketing is, is not ideal because you have like the richest people in the United States, the billionaires, the richest people in the world are the ones doing it. They're like mm-hmm. going up themselves and kind of like just fist bumping up there. But I think independent of that, I mean, like like right. like get poor they, people to Mars. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, we should send all the poor people on a ship to Mars, and I think that would solve a lot of problems. Actually, we haven't done that. It's like before. a new <laughs> Australia. Yeah, let's create a prison colony there. Yeah. yeah, Australia worked well. Yeah, it's working fine. It's beautiful. Mm. New Zealand's right there. It's really nice right now. Yeah. After 150 years, they're getting threatened by China on the daily. I guess what I'm saying is like. We don't need a planet probably to thrive. I think is kind of 
Yeah, but you can't. That's my point. Like, we could thrive in, a, like, a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. But should we have gone to the moon? Like, Wally. Like, Wally. Yeah, like, more like Wally, yeah. I don't know if they're thriving in Wally, but. <laughs> isn't going to, but, yeah. isn't yeah. going to Mars or going to, like, the moon originally, isn't that analogous to, like, art? Art? Yeah. Art. I mean, why do we have art? We don't need art. We just it's a grand on... gesture. Why do we need anything? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's part of the human condition to to want to explore just as well as to want to like watch a movie or experience art. That's true. We decided we need art as like a money laundering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Money laundering. <laughs> right. Well, I, that's, that's what Mar- that's what Mars. Mar- <laughs> so you're saying Mars is where the money kind of is. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Amazon and Tesla both want to go to Mars, then it's money laundering. It's got to be taxes. Involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, wait, okay. We have too much fucking money. So you guys think Epstein's what in is going to be so... That would make sense. He's back on that island. Uh, he's like, he's in a like, frozen pod heading towards Mars right now. Do you think he actually um, died? Meet me in 20 years. Yeah, he's like, I'll see you there. I don't yeah, know. I feel Good like question. that's that's a thing. Like, they're like, oh, it cost me... Like, they're just like... How do I spend my billions? I've run out of things on Earth to purchase. And how will I be remembered, too? So, I, I gotta spend a ridiculous like a amount of money. What do most humans not have a concept of? Space travel. Mm-hmm. So now they're like... Well, pretty pro-space travel, I gotta say. I feel like... Uh, I mean, I kind of get it, but like... Again, it's just... Yeah, it's what? A condition There's too, just a shit ton of stuff that could really use a lot of support on Earth. Yeah, we still need a lot of money here on Earth. Like... Can we figure out some of this shit while doing that? Yes, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. when you have yeah. what? What's Bezos at? Hundreds of billions now? At one or two. And 200 Musk and all those. Like, it's like, yeah, can we not? Leo. I feel like we can do both. Nope, just space. I don't think we <laughs> That's all we're going to focus on in the next 50 years. <laughs> yeah. I think we can figure out a little bit of both. That would be nice. Well, now we, we have, have space, uh, space Force, which... Did that ever happen? Yeah, there's a space force now. I mean, the fact that we can conceivably think that we can figure out space and Mars and all that shit as, Ugh. but we can't solve homelessness in the U.S. It's not that we like, can't; it's that we just don't want to. Well, exactly. <laughs> like that should be. Maybe really... we need to start thinking outside of this world. But also, yeah. but also, don't be naive space. to believe that like any of us back to Australia. Like it's really just like I don't want to do that. But, but also, you don't be naive to believe that, like, all of these companies aren't just an extension of the military branch. Like, they are, yeah. Like, yeah. all of them are. That's that's what... Anything going to space right now is, like, the U.S. government is taking all that, basically. I mean, we've, we've made a, a significant uh, push towards, like, privatization of, like, our defense. Okay, so here's a question. Mm-hmm. And taking tech, and then... Because tech uh, was, was, was able to coalesce smarter and topper higher minds than than like the military uh, smarter and topper minds well it's clearly not me but, <laughs> but they were able to i think they were they were more efficiently able to create uh you know the best people in in the country or, or the right. world even and mm-hmm. then the u.s government was like cool we'll use these guys now <laughs> and like people yeah, like microsoft yeah. are like yeah that's literally what we're doing mm-hmm. now the other the tech companies haven't really maybe admitted it but i mean you can guarantee if bezos going to space he's talking to the fucking government oh yeah yeah, government contracts. I mean, that's what the moon's about. That's what all this stuff's about. Everything, oh, that everything that we NASA have contract. is like starts out from a military sense because we're terrified. Humans are terrified. I terrified. mean, it's a great way Mortified, to petrified. make any argument is to make people scared. I don't know. To do what? To make people scared. Well, like that's part of it too. I mean, but also inspire them. I mean, I don't think that we went to the moon because we were scared. We went no, to the moon because. No, I, well, I think. That, I mean, we were definitely racing against Russia. Right, but we, we so there's a fear of Russia beating us, not just beating, but there was a military response to that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know anything, I mean, Russia is the first country to space, mm-hmm. right? To space, but then we decide the moon is more important, yeah. And then we got the moon, we changed the goal. I mean, they're, they're taking... <laughs> they got that one, so that one didn't matter. <laughs> That's not important. Russia's like Mars has always been the one. I mean, it, it will be, regardless of whether or not it's morally correct, it's going to be a fundamental change in, like a fundamental level up in human evolution when the first human steps foot on another planet. 
Like that's yeah, gonna be, be cool. Don't you think that's fascinating? Like that's like oh, a, a thousand Mona Lisas. <laughs> I mean, like what's Who's the it point of be? it? Oh, it's like it's way farther away than. We should get to like elect the first person to step on the moon. No, it's gonna be William why Shatner. Don't we <laughs> <laughs> why don't we have a vote for that? I vote Dwayne Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like that or me. Or like everyone's gonna vote the same. It's gonna be some nonsense. Donald Trump's gonna win. Shoot him Donald right Trump. Will Shoot be him right I wonder what Donald Trump is doing right now. What do you think he spends his days doing? Uh, he's talking shit. I have no fucking frolicking know. somewhere on a golf I course. Think he talks shit. Yeah, talking shit on a golf course probably. You know, I was the greatest president of all time. They stole it from me. It was all stolen. You know it was stolen. I know it was stolen. We're all stolen. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it can't be anything that interesting. No. Like, he's not doing deals or anything anymore. No. Oh, I mean, Someone they started that social media that. app. I don't know whatever happened He's not that. doing anything. He's, he's like, not doing... You think yeah. he's in the back room, like, coding? Like, <laughs> get this ready for the presidential election. I don't... I mean, I've only ever seen him He's just a marketer. He can put his name on them or something. Yeah. That's where you get... Like, don't worry, Mr. You're Trump. I'm going to make you a social media. Do you think there's, like, a secret side of Trump that we don't see? No, he's an idiot. Uh, well, he's very smart, <laughs> obviously, but... Uh, uh, what? <laughs> huh? Like, do you think he, like, writes poetry? or Like, do you yeah, think that there's, like, a little... Or, like, George Bush idea? had that thing where he, like, I think drew he would, paintings. I think he would yeah. know yeah. that by now because he would tell you because he's a massive egotistical asshole. <laughs> yeah. like, I know. I mean, he would have shared that a lot of stuff about him. I feel like he's next level. I mean, he's, if anything... I feel like he's not like other people. You don't think Trump's like other people? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> name one. <laughs> Donald Trump's just like... It's like name the top five. Like I feel like George Bush was like... Semi-dumber. He was funny at least. I don't know. I think he was just dumb. No, Honestly. Was, I thought he was dumb funny. He's yeah. also funny. But he's also funny. He is also funny. But I feel like he yeah. also had like a little bit of humility to him. And For he sure. just like didn't quite get it. And somehow he was sort of that dude that was like, how the fuck did I get here? What just happened? Like, well, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to roll with that because now I'm this dude. Um, but I feel like Trump was always just like... I, mean, I think George Bush wanted to do good. I think he did. I think Trump I think wanted to just... do good for Trump. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He's very yeah, he individualistic. Did. I think George Bush is probably one of the worst presidents that I've been alive for. But. In terms of like the decision making that he had, and yeah. taking us into a twenty year war that had no uh, real benefit, nor did it um, create, nor did we find any weapons of mass destruction and things of that nature, so on and so forth. He was also the president that was there when September 11th happened. He was also there for Katrina uh, and the collapse of the economy in 2008. So, other than that, I think he was really good. I think he did a good job. It's like every time he I shows feel like up, he here, just happen. really. <laughs> Thought that wasn't gonna happen. I mean, maybe he's just unlucky, but uh, he's like, is this just gonna be like smooth sailing for a while, or like, what's going somebody's on? Somebody's unlucky that many times. I'm not gonna be like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Well, I don't think that uh, we're sitting here. Are you? I mean, a lot of people give Obama criticism. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you talk to certain people who say he's the worst president ever. I mean, I don't see it. But what, you know, if you extend healthcare to people that didn't have it, I give you a, a good grade. Because yeah, you know, one of the richest countries back. in the world was able to combat the capitalistic system to actually expand the healthcare system, then congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's okay. at least a feather in your cap. Okay, so here's a question. What is one thing that you personally feel is an important issue to vote on? Like right now? Like just one thing that's like kind of a, that's a serious thing. I would say deal breaker, but I don't want to make it super mm-hmm. complicated. Something that's like strong enough where it's like that's high on your list. I feel like something that's really high on my, my list was I wish that the people of America got to choose the budget, had a say in the budget of how we mm. spend our money. Like the fact that we spend like 60% on military. Right. Like, well, we do. I, it. I, I don't think anyone wants to we spend do have a 60%. We just sort of the military. How? But like, I feel like the military. You're a libertarian. I mean, that's no, the not really. This is a republic, it's not a democracy, right? Mm hmm. So we can't but choose, like, we're too dumb to choose things. Yeah. We choose the people who we think are smart enough to choose for us. But the military, supporting the military is not really partisan. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Well, I, I, power. You, I the mean, military is going to be funded at whatever level we, it wants to be funded we at. We have a, a binary system. I mean, the military was really undercut and Obama was, in, was the president. But, like, by how true? much? Like a couple percentage points. Yeah, I don't know, or... but I can tell you Let's that like we have the stocks, the, universe in the stocks. I mean, my dad was part of uh, you know part of a company in the defense industry, and 
he was in HR and in other certain areas, closing companies. And they shut down. Closing things down. It, mm-hmm. Like from the mid, I think it was like from the mid 90s to like the mid to, to, uh, teens, it was basically just shrinking. Like everything was just shrinking. Everything was just a like general shrinking over time. And then since 2015, it's been like up, 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 up. You know, Trump mm-hmm. and Biden has gone right back up. And it's always well, Germany went up during Iraq. Based on Iraq and right, Afghanistan, I got the data yeah. pretty significantly. All right, let's, so yeah, let's in, hear the data. In 2008, there was 779 billion dollars. Can we do a per- do we have a yeah, percentage yeah. by any chance of the total um, budget? No, but I'm looking at the numbers year by year, and so I'm just giving you the ranges. So it goes up in 2010. It's eight, eight, eight hundred and sixty-five billion. Okay. And then it goes. It's like variable 2013, 745. Then it drops all the way down to like uh, 2015 is 683. Okay, so it's going down. And then at the end of Obama. And then 2018 is 694. And then 2020 was 766. So it does range, but it ranges between. But it hasn't dramatically increased, like, is what you're saying. Roughly seven hundred to roughly eight hundred and fifty billion dollars. Billion dollars. Yeah. But does it? But I mean, we do. I, mean, I think we spend more money on our military than the next eleven countries in a row. Yeah, I know. Combined. Combined. But it's not. That's I mean, what's kind those of those numbers are a little bit misleading because it's per capita as well. And that type of thing. So. What do you mean, eight hundred? billion dollars per capita what are you saying you would need to turn them into per capita spending rather than the than the total spending we have more people so we can we have more money uh so we're gonna have more money in but the not in china yeah we do not have more more I'm people i'm not saying we're I, what are we like the third or fourth most populous country in the world yeah yeah I think so i'm just saying we're gonna we're gonna automatically be the third or fourth most utilized uh, yeah, military yeah. spending so you have to look at the per capita right, from actual percentage of your budget next 11 combined but the u.s is but that'd be like, like india china yeah but I, I think Germany. we should spend a lot of money on the military. But also, like, the, the military complex, the, the system that's actually built right now, we are the leader. We, again, capitalization, 100 out of 100. Uh, capitalist. Capitalistic, one out of 100 out of 100. We sell these things to all our allies. And we sell them to other countries. If we too. don't create them and sell yeah. them, then it's going to be more spread out. I know. How are we going to fund all these we're the ones, wars? We're the ones who wanted to profit from it most. Almost. Yeah, the United States yeah. is number three in population. Mm-hmm. But number one and two are way way higher. Yeah, like yeah, billion. In, yeah, yeah. But India, China is India is one point four billion. India is one point three billion, and the United States is like thirty three million. Thirty three million. Thank you. Three hundred thirty million. Seven nine six nine. And then the next country. Who knows the next country? Number four. Russia. No. No, no not no, Russia. No. It's, Indonesia. Uh, oh yeah, yeah Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. Russia's number nine. Really? Yeah. Pakistan, Brazil, Nigeria, Bangladesh, all before Russia. Some of those are, yeah, I would never Bangladesh. think of Bangladesh? I went to Bangladesh. A lot of freaking people. How many people are in Isn't Bangladesh tiny? Yeah, but it's like so super, super million? Or, or no, maybe 150 million? 164 million yeah. people. Holy 164 million people. And Just to get, little, those are 164 million people I didn't know existed. I mean, yeah, yeah it's like a giant, because yeah. it's a giant delta, huh? Isn't it one of the poorest countries in the world, Bangladesh? It's uh, definitely a super poor country. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of countries in like Africa, but... <laughs> I think maybe per capita it's one of the poorest. Yeah. Which would make sense if that many people. All right. Well, this podcast was recorded over a four hour period. So this is episode one, and we'll release the next one soon. I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you come back soon.